0: stay connected sign up for our newsletter go beyond your favorite world talk radio shows visit iradioblog.com
1: the following program is being brought to you on the world talk radio network
2: Hello, this is Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. If you're listening to this show live or on the archives, let me ask you some questions. Did you ever give somebody a gift, somebody that you really cared about and somebody that you really wanted to please and you put all kinds of creativity and thought and effort into the gift and you gave it to them and they looked at you kind of with a blank stare and said, what did you give me this for? Do you remember how you felt or have you ever done that to somebody else? It's a pretty big letdown, isn't it? On the other hand, have you ever received a, an email or a card from somebody that said, You know, I've just been thinking about you and I wanted to let you know how much you mean to me, and how special you are in my life. Remember how that made you feel? Appreciation. We all need to be appreciated and we all need to appreciate the people in our lives and the things we have in our lives that mean something to us. This morning on the self-improvement blog, I wrote a, a little article about having a rampage of appreciation. That's a term I got from Abraham Hicks. And I find it to be a very powerful concept. I try to do it on a daily basis. Uh, be, sit, sit in appreciation of things that I have in my life. I've, talked about it to a number of my clients who come for hypnotherapy, and occasionally I get someone who says, I I don't think I have anything in my life that I can appreciate. Their life's full of trouble. And I usually start out by saying, I want you to think about the breath. How grateful are you for every good, deep breath of fresh air you take in? I mean, the alternative's not so good. If we don't have breath, we cease to be. So there's always something to be grateful for. A a rampage of appreciation is just that. You think of everything you can possibly think of that you appreciate. And if you start out every day with a rampage of appreciation, I can guarantee you it's going to curtail some of those other kind of rampages that you may sometimes have. And we really like to avoid all of those. Appreciation. Right now, I appreciate Chad, who always makes us sound good, keeps things on track on this program. Chad's our engineer, and every week he keeps it going. So you know, I appreciate Chad and I appreciate Voice America. Today, we're going to be talking to Michael Mary about appreciation, and Michael Mary is an expert on it. Let me tell you a little bit about Mike. He's the founder of the Note Project. The Note Project is a campaign to make the world a million times better. Yep, a million. A million times better. And I'm not going to tell you what that is. I'm going to let him tell you. He's also the founder of Dream of Things, which is a book publishing company. And uh, he's an online retailer. You can go to his website right now while you're listening if you want to, dreamofthings.com. And and he's got just a remarkable website. I, I encourage you to take a look at it. He's the author of The Note, which is a book about the power of appreciation. So let me tell you, he's an expert on appreciation. He's also the author of Wise Men and Other Stories, which is a collection of holiday-related essays. I haven't read that, but I have an idea that it's really quite lovely. In his career, Mike's written essays, fiction, drama, and sketch comedy. He's got degrees all over the place in, in writing and literature. He's written for some major Sunday uh, magazines and newspapers. Got a, a, a lovely background for doing anything with words. He also, in addition to his creative work, has more than 20 years of experience in corporate communications. You now, he wrote the speeches that some of the big guys give, um, put good words in their mouth, made people like them. He's done annual reports and other kinds of executive communications for Fortune 500 companies. So he does have a way with words, and we're going to let him have a chance at it. He has one daughter, and I understand that in June, which is just a little more than a month away, he's about to be married. Mike, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show.
3: Thank you, Dr. Conlon. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: Oh, I am absolutely delighted. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself to get things started in addition to all that education and that superb work. Where do you live and who is Michael, Mary?
3: Oh, well, thank you. Well, yeah, I almost don't know what to say because you gave such a great introduction, but uh, yeah, I can tell you a little bit more about myself personally. Uh, I was actually born in Cherry Point, North Carolina, way back. Uh, we been in 1956. I'll give away my age. Uh, and then, uh, but actually grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. That's where I spent, uh, most of my youth. Uh, and then moved around a little bit, moved to Boston, went to high school there, finished high school in Illinois, went to college here, went to graduate school in Montana, lived in Los Angeles for a little while, and that's where my daughter was born. Uh, but there was an earthquake during her first year, and that made me decide to move back to the Midwest. So I've kind of oh, settled yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, those earthquakes can be a little unsettling. So, um, I've, I'm in the Chicago area in a little town called Downers Grove, uh, just outside of Chicago. Lovely little town. And I've uh, been in this area for about 20 years and, and love it here.
2: And tell us a little bit about your work. What do you, what kind of books do you publish? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, every, every kind, any kind?
3: Yeah, well, uh, so thank you for asking about that. Uh, you know, I started a publishing company. Uh, well, let me go back a little further. I've always been a writer. I've always done my own creative writing, really for my own you know, creative fulfillment, and have published a couple of books, as you mentioned. But a couple of years ago, I decided to start a publishing company to publish the work of other writers. And I set out with the idea that I would focus on anthologies of creative nonfiction. So think, uh, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Cup of Comfort, those types of books. Mm-hmm. But I was also looking at the what I feel is kind of the other end of the spectrum. There's at the other end, there's like Best American Essays, which are, you know, also wonderful. And the the difference uh, between those is, is has a lot to do with length. Uh, so you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul and and Copper Comfort tend to be on the shorter side. Best American Essays tend to be a little bit longer. Uh, but I also perceived that. Uh, that there was an opportunity to publish anthologies of, of creative nonfiction that were short but deep. So you know, I look at a lot of these essays and I feel like, oh, they're they're short and sweet, uh, which is good. People love them, and the, and those books have done really well. But I wanted to see if I could kind of fill a niche between the 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 Chicken Soup series and the Best American Essay series, and publish anthologies that are short but deep.
2: Okay, give me an example. Can you give me a title or two that tells me what those are?
3: So the uh, first one, the the first anthology from Dream of Things was published uh, just last fall, and it's called Saying Goodbye. So this is a collection of Mm. true stories about how we say goodbye to the people, places, and things in our lives. And it turned out to be a wonderful book. I was a little... Leery, you know when I put out the call for submissions I didn't know what we would get and I was frankly I was afraid that this had the potential to be kind of a downer you know it could be about people saying goodbye to people who have died throughout their lives and and there are indeed a number of stories about saying goodbye to people who are, are leading us and but there are other stories in there it really is about people places and things so it's people saying goodbye to a childhood home a past relationship uh, a, a part of their past, of their personal selves that they want to change. Um, there are some funny stories in there, too. There's a family that's getting rid of an old couch that's been passed down through the generations. That's finally
2: <laughs> I know apart, that one. <laughs>
3: so they have to haul it away. Uh, there's a story from another writer uh, who has, has always his whole life written in the same jogging suit, and then uh, it was finally, it was falling apart, and his wife threw it out when he wasn't uh, looking. And so it oh, was did him. he
2: ride to <laughs>
3: So it was. No, he didn't get writer's block. He actually wrote about that uh, that loss. So that was, a, you know, funny essay. So it turned out to be a wonderful collection of stories that um, that that I think some, somewhat surprisingly, maybe not surprising due to hear this though. These stories turned out to be actually very healing and cathartic for people who have suffered a loss. I've had many people write to me and say. You know what? I read this book. I recently suffered a loss in my own life, and this book really helped me put it in perspective. Uh, so, so lovely. that's the key learning for me. There was that, you know, sharing stories of loss can really be healing and helpful to people.
2: And the bottom line is, we all have loss.
3: Yep, absolutely. And
2: it's nice to know that we're not alone in in these kind of not so lovely experiences.
3: Yep, okay, let's yep.
2: let's talk a little bit. Is the note? Uh, did you publish the note yourself? Is that one of the books?
3: I did. That was one of the first books that I published, and uh, and that book, well, really that the, that book and the whole note project uh, was inspired by a, a simple note of appreciation that I received from my youngest sister one year. Oh,
2: I want you to tell us that story. Go Ooh, ahead well, and tell sure. us how the note. How the note project came into being, and then we'll talk about the note project itself.
3: Okay. Well, it, like I say, it really did just start with a short note from my sister, uh, but, it, but there's a story behind it, so so um, let me tell that. When, when we were little, our, our parents divorced, and, and my brothers and sisters were put in an orphanage. Uh, I ended up moving away to live with my father, uh, but I visited my siblings whenever I could, and I always tried to do something special on those visits. But, you know, over the years, I never really knew what my brothers and sisters thought of me and my visits. And then years later, I received a note from my youngest sister, Sharon, thanking me for one of those visits. And let me t- let me digress for a moment and tell you what, what it was that she thanked me for, because it, to me it was not a big deal. Uh, but what happened was I came home to visit one Christmas, and my siblings were at my mother's house for the holidays, and I arrived on Christmas Eve. And they didn't have a Christmas tree yet. So I took my youngest sister, and we went out and got a Christmas tree that night. And like I say to me, it was not a big deal. It was just the right thing to do at the moment. You know, Christmas Eve, there's no tree. Let's go get one. Well, Sharon wrote to me years later to tell me that, uh, as it turned out, that was the first time she ever got to go pick out a Christmas tree and all she remembered from that night was holding her big brother's hand as we went up and down the rows of trees and picked one out and brought it home. And she said, as it turns out, that is one of her favorite childhood memories. And now every year when she goes with her family to get a Christmas tree, she thinks back to that first time, and it makes her smile. So that's what she thanked me for in her note, and it was really just a short, simple note, but I tell you, it really packed a punch uh for me, it healed years of self-doubt because I carried around a lot of guilt. You know, my siblings were put in an orphanage. I was not. I moved away and was further separated from them. And a lot of that was my own doing. I'll tell you that when my mother put my siblings in an orphanage, she kept me at home. At that point, I was 14 years old and and I had a part-time job, so on the surface, I think you know, that was her rationale. You know, Mike's the oldest, he has a job, you know, I'm gonna keep him at home. But the reality is, I think she just didn't want to be alone. And the further reality is that even though I had a job, I wasn't really helping out with bills. I didn't make that much money, and what I made, I spent on myself. And I wasn't good company either. I actually turned out to be a pretty bad juvenile delinquent. I skipped school, I stayed out late at night with my friends, I Smoked cigarettes and and shoplifted. I got into all kinds of trouble, and that all culminated one day when I skipped school, uh, took my mother's car while she was at work, and I didn't even have a driver's license yet. I was only fourteen, I, but I took her car out and I wrecked it. Oh, so well, that, that must have
0: made
2: her happy.
3: Oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that did not make too many people at all happy, <laughs> uh, and, and so there was a lot of talk after that about what to do with Mike, you know, and. And, uh, I, you know, actually at that point, the detention home was a, a possibility for me, but, uh, everybody agreed in the end that I should go live with my father. And so the net result of all that was, is that, uh, I ended up moving out of, away from Louisville where all my, the rest of my family was and, and really kind of further broke up our already broken home. So I carried around a lot of guilt, you know, for, for all the, all of that and um and that note from Sharon really healed years of self-doubt for me um it also prompted a conversation between me and my siblings and my mother because i always felt you know i i felt that i needed to make up for the past and when i told them that uh my sister and mother both told me mike you don't need to make up for the past you know th- and what they were telling me was they remembered the good things and let's just move forward and that was soul-freeing for me. Uh,
2: yeah, it so, often happens that way that children take on the guilt of the divorce and continue to blame themselves and don't quite know how to deal with it and nobody ever tells them it wasn't their fault.
3: Yep, yep, absolutely.
2: I want you to hang on to the thought, the next thought you're going to. We need to take a short break and I want to come back and let you tell us then how the note project was born from this event of receiving that note. So this is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest, Michael Mary. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned.
0: Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash worldtalkradio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you are dealing with chronic illness or a disability, At times, you can feel lost with nowhere to turn. It doesn't have to be this way at all. You can become an active participant with your doctor in the healing process. Tune in to A Healthy Way to Be Sick with host Mark Lerner. Mark has developed techniques to make your healing a partnership. Each weekly show will cover four main topics and how you can take steps and hear from experts that know the value of patient participation. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon.
2: Welcome back to the Self Improvement Show. I'm here with Michael Mary. We're talking about appreciation. And before the break, he was telling us his story of how his family split up from divorce. Uh, the siblings went to an orphanage. He stayed with his mother, and that wasn't entirely successful told us about wrecking his mother's car when he was only fourteen and then being sent to his father and I'd like for him to continue with his story and tell us how then it led to the the note project, which is just such an exciting thing that he's doing Mike continue with your story and take us you know to your father's how that was and how you got then into the, to your education in the note project
3: well thanks dr Conlon. yes yeah, so, so... Uh, I'll pick it up where, you know, like I said, after I got into all kinds of trouble as a juvenile delinquent, uh, the, the question was what to do with Mike. And and in the end, rather than go to a detention home, I ended up going to live with my father uh, with, the, with the hope that he would provide the sterner hand that I needed at that point in my life. Uh, so
2: either was... way, it was kind of going to detention, wasn't it?
3: <laughs> well, it, it was. And I tell you what. <laughs> What happened was, uh, you know, after my parents divorced, my father moved away from Louisville to Boston and remarried and and had a baby so he really started a whole new life for himself and so then you can imagine you know taking in a 14-year-old juvenile delinquent it, although granted i was his son so i you know i think he felt that he this is something he should do and thankfully he did but it, it you know it was a major disruption to this new life and to oh, his, I can imagine. Wife, his, his his new wife and and so uh, but they did take me in uh He did provide, you know, a stricter, uh, you know, environment for me where I actually had a curfew and and so forth. Uh, But, you know, it wasn't all roses. I mean, I moved from Louisville where I'd grown up to Boston where I knew nobody. So, you know, as you can imagine, here's this, you know, dumb kid with a southern accent, uh, you know, hanging out in Boston. And and my environment changed too. You know, where I grew up in Louisville, I grew up in a section of Louisville called Germantown, which is a very blue-collar, working-class part of Louisville. And, uh, you know, one of my neighbors, one of my best friends, his father, you know, ran a printing press for the Louisville Courier-Journal, the local paper there. Well, when I moved to Boston, it was a different environment. And, And, you know, one contrast was that one of my friends that I made in Boston, his father was editor of the Boston Globe. Oh, so still a newspaper man, but, you know, a different a different stratosphere. And, and so it was kind of culture shock for me. I was terribly homesick. Um, but what happened for me was I, I did, you know, put myself back into my studies at school. I uh, started going to school again, so that was a <laughs> yeah. good start. Uh, so a- no more skipping school and got back to working on my classes and, and uh, and I set a goal for myself. I didn't really have a goal, you know, prior to that. But, um, you know, in this case, I decided I picked a, a university that I respected and, and set my goals on, on going there. And, and, you know, in this particular case, it was Notre Dame. I, I ended up not going there. But to have that goal through high school that this is where I want to go uh, did help me focus, kind of turn my act around, uh, you know, get my grades up and, and get accepted into college. Um, uh, so, that all you know kind of got through a tough time but there's there was a lot of healing to do uh because I was separated from my siblings, separated from my mother uh things were you know strained with my father at times um, Part of why that note from my sister made such a difference to me is because I was essentially carrying a lot of that stuff around on my shoulders all those years, and to have a piece of it relieved. By a simple note was just eye opening to me, and um, you know I found myself rereading that note many times, and then one day I realized I should I should share this story and I should share this message about appreciation with other people, and you know I'm a writer, so the first thing I did was I wrote a short newspaper article about it, and that was published in the Peoria Journal Star, and. uh I was working out in the yard one day and the phone rang and I, I came in and, and it was somebody who had just read the article and was calling me to tell oh. me, you know, how much they liked it and, and how much it, it moved them. Wow. I thought, well I that, well, that's a good thing, you know. And, was this
2: the first time you had been published?
3: It was, in fact, yes. This was the first thing I ever published. Um, and then after that, I got some more encouragement from a, a friend of mine who said, you know, Mike, you should take that story and build a book around it. And that's what led to the note that you mentioned earlier. Uh, it's really a simple book. I didn't know if it was going to be enough to make a book. But as it turned out, it, it works. The, the first it's half enough. Of the, <laughs> the, the first half of the book tells you know the story about the note from my sister and, and some of our family story in a little more detail. Uh, but then the second half of the book really talks about what is appreciation, why. Don't people share it? Why should they? And then kind of step by step, here's how to write a heartfelt note of appreciation and then a few examples. And uh, that that went over well. But I, I didn't stop there. I still had this need, I guess, to spread this message. And, and that's one day this idea for The Note Project came to me. And, and as you mentioned, it's all about sharing appreciation uh, and it's really simple. There's no cost to participate. Uh, all I do is uh, is ask people to visit com, pledge to send a note of appreciation, and your pledge will count towards our goal of one million notes, which I believe is going to help make the world a million times better.
2: Well, imagine if a million people got a note saying, thank you, I really appreciate you. I mean, you know what it does to your day.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And if, and really, if a million
2: people had a good day all at the same time, <laughs> you know, it really, truly would make a difference. That so would be tremendous. Us, so the Note Project, then, is about people corresponding, writing a note of appreciation to another person. Just one yes. note, or is this something they need to continue?
3: Well, so that's a great question. And I, So let me tell you a little bit of history. When I first thought of the idea for the Note Project more than a year ago... Uh, my initial thought was to ask people to write a note a week, so 52 notes in a year, which sounds like a lot, but, you know, my feeling is that's not really asking a whole lot, one note a week. But I did realize, okay, that's a commitment that may scare some people off, so I decided to, let's make it even simpler. All I'm asking is people to write one note. If you write more, that's great, uh, but, but let's just start with one note, and if we can get a million people to do it, it you know, it's not actually, it's going to do... More than just make a million people's lives better, it's actually going to at least double that because I guarantee you that not only will the million people who receive notes feel good, but the million people who write notes they're going to feel good too so you really how many people do they sh-
2: how many people will they share that note with? Look what I got. Do you know I right. got a note today saying i mean you're going to tell a number of people so we may have three or four million people impacted. With You're a absolutely
3: right. There's really a ripple effect like that. It, it does just kind of spread outwards to everybody who receives a note, everybody who writes one, and anybody who happens to witness it or share in that experience. It's going to make them all feel good.
2: Now you have a kit. Tell me, tell mm-hmm. me about the kit. What what do people have when they start this note project?
3: Yeah. So, uh, so as I said, if you go to noteproject.com and and Pledge to send the note, then you're you're in. You're part of the, the our effort to reach one million notes, and just for doing that, uh, you'll find all kinds of things on the website to help you. There are some helpful tips and inspiring stories and videos about appreciation. Uh, there are free e cards if you need some help getting going with appreciation that way. There are some free e cards you can use. See
2: now that brought me brought up my next question. Can you do this by email?
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, l- let me come back to that, if I may, because I have some <laughs> okay. thoughts on that. Uh, I-, I did want to mention another thing that's on the website that-, that I encourage people to visit, and that's there's a section on there called Your Notes, and that's a place uh, specifically for people to share their notes and stories. and And I put that out there because I believe that to the extent people are willing to share their notes and stories, you're going to inspire other people. Uh there are already a bunch of notes and stories on the on the your notes section of the website and I guarantee you if you read through a few of those first of all you're probably going to be moved to tears by some of them they're so moving but more than that I think you're going to be inspired. You're going to go away feeling like okay, I've now have the energy and the inspiration I need to to write my note. So there's really some powerful stuff there and one of the things I'd like to do is take some of those notes and stories at the end of the project and put those into a book, which I think will inspire even more people.
2: I was going to uh, say, it feels like another book in the making,
3: you I know, kind so. of another
2: chicken soup kind of book.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and so all of that stuff is free. Now, you asked about the kits. So there's, if you go to the website, there's an optional no-project-starter kit, and I stress that it's optional or there's no obligation to purchase this, uh, but I will say that it's only $1.00. And for one dollar, uh, you get a, an ebook version of the note, the book we were talking about earlier. You also get a bunch of bonus gifts from some of the Note Project sponsors, and that's all free. So you get a lot for your dollar. Uh, but then the kicker, the bonus, is that a share of each sale is going to be donated to support literacy projects around the world. And and I did that because I just feel like, you know, there's such a to me there's an obvious connection between the whole idea of writing notes of appreciation and literacy. And so I thought, well, let's do this. So uh, I pledged through uh, globalgiving.org to donate to at least 12 literacy projects in 12 countries over the next 12 months. And they've got some wonderful projects that people are doing. And I just felt like, you know, those are the people who are really out there on the ground, on the front lines, trying to make a a difference in people's lives. And so let's support them, too.
2: Oh, that's um, that's an awesome goal. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like not to be able to read and write. I, it's just I inconceivable to me. And yet, there are people, probably in my neighborhood, who cannot read.
3: Yeah, um, yep. and that's why I really wanted to pick projects all around the world. So, so on the No Project website, you can find the projects that we're featuring each month, and. Uh, You're right. There are people right here in our own country, obviously, maybe just down the street, who uh, literacy is a problem, and it's obviously true in all parts of the world. So uh, I'm really proud and happy to be working with with those organizations. Um,
2: So do you have any idea what what countries specifically some of your funding goes to?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So right now uh, we are featuring four projects on the No Project website. So uh, one is being sponsored by an organization called Lit World, and they are building girls clubs in Iraq, Kenya, and Liberia. Uh, there's another organization called Women's Global Empowerment Fund, and they're teaching women in Uganda to read. Uh, mm-hmm. The Safe Charitable Trust is in India, and they're providing schooling for child laborers so that they can get out of mm-hmm. that condition. Uh, just some tremendous organizations, tremendous people uh, who, are, who are doing this work. And uh, yeah, I'm like I say, very, very pleased and proud to be helping them in some small way.
2: I would suggest that you raise your price so so you can send more. Having <laughs> well, I mean, a dollar is so little, and it's such an incredibly worthy project. Uh, When we come back from break, I want you to tell us how your project's going, how many people are participating, and a little more about the project itself. It's time Mm -hmm. now that we go to break. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest Michael Mary talking about the Note Project. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. (laughs)
0: Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves. Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are. Never say never, live your dream.
1: What's missing in your life? Do you feel like you've lost your identity? Are you trying to cope with a loss in your life? are you trying so hard to be a people pleaser stop invest some time in Dr. Marla Sloan's program Mind Over Matters this program will help you find the answers to these questions and more Dr. Marla's passion is to help people to be the best they can be and this program does just that tune in to Mind Over Matters with Dr. Marla every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel
0: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon.
2: Welcome back to the self-improvement show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Mike O'Mary of The Note Project. We were talking before the break about how the Note Project sponsors literacy projects around the world and they are incredibly worthwhile projects. So, I would think that if you if you sent your dollar for the kit, Mike would not refuse it if you added another dollar in there just to help the projects along. I, I as I said, I can't imagine not being able to read and write and think anything that helps people do that is more than worthy. Um we we left a couple things hanging in the air. I want to talk about how the project's going, but we also want to address the use of e-cards as opposed to something you write on paper. What what about e-cards, Mike?
3: Yeah, so that's you know I get I do workshops wherever I go and you know and these are free workshops, so if I'm ever in your area, please please come to one. But you know I'll do them at the local library or, or community center. And um that's one of the things we talk about. You know, in this day and age, uh, we have a lot of options when it comes to sharing appreciation. We have a lot of options when it comes to communication in general. You know, so uh, the No Project is about writing notes of appreciation. But the fact is, you know, we also have email available to us. We have e-cards. P- you can text a message. You could even do a tweet you know to tell somebody you appreciate them uh, in addition to you know of course face to face and picking up the telephone. So there are all kinds of options and ways to share appreciation. And you know my feeling is this: the important thing is to let somebody know how you feel. Let them know they're appreciated. So I really don't care how you do it. That's the main thing.
2: There what? is something though that's incredibly special about getting something in the mail that has a handwritten address on it
0: Yep.
3: I, you know yep. you
2: open that first and then you get yep. in, and there's a lovely note that you keep
3: well and you're you don't absolutely do that necessarily
2: right. with email although I'm no. a total email fan
3: no, you're absolutely right all of that said, as I said, the important thing is you know share appreciation, but that said there's something special about a handwritten note you know you know when you go home and go through your mail you know here's a bill here's a bill here's a bill oh here's something that's handwritten to me you know i'm going to open that and see what it is and and beyond that just the fact that when you open it up and you hold that note in your hand that was actually held in the hand of the person who sent it to you and actually was written in their hand, there's something special about that experience. That tells you that person took the time, to gave this some thought, cared enough to take the time to write down how they feel and, and share that with you. You know, That's the kind of thing that, that really touches people. It's the kind of thing that that... They're going to cherish. They're going to value. Almost everybody I talk to has a handwritten note of appreciation from somebody that they've saved. It's the kind of thing that becomes one of your prized possessions. And so there is something special about handwritten notes. And so, you know, all other things being equal, I strongly encourage people to take the time to sit down and write a note. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. If if you like to write and you want to write a two or three or four page letter, that's wonderful. But my experience is, you know, a lot of people are, are a little bit intimidated when it comes to putting words on paper. So my message to them is: keep it simple. You know, all it just has to be two or three sentences or a short paragraph. Speak from the heart and let the person know how you feel. And uh, anybody can do it. Uh, we're just you know, some of us are a little out of practice, but it's pretty easy to get back into it.
2: And you feel good after you do it. You'll you know, feel if,
3: wonderful yeah, if you just
2: write. Thank you for making such a special difference in my life. It'll make somebody's year, not just their day.
3: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. uh, In these workshops, I try to convey how simple it is, and so we spend a little time, you know, just we'll go through three steps. You know, number one is, it's kind of like you were saying at the start of the show, the rampage of appreciation. I invite people, let's just take five minutes and sit back and think about all the people in your life who have had a positive impact on you in some way. And just think about that. All the people that have touched you over your lifetime. And you'll find that you are surrounded by people who have helped you in one way or another. And so you've got all kinds of people to appreciate. Well, then I invite people, let's just pick one of those and think about that one person and what do you like or admire about that person and think about all their positive traits and then maybe think about an experience that the two of you shared, a special memory that you may have. And if you take a few minutes to go through those three simple steps, you've got everything you need to write a wonderful note. It, and it's just a matter of telling the person, here's what I appreciate about you. Here's what I admire about you. You know, here's a here's a special memory that I have of you, and thank you. Thank you for all of that. And that will touch that person. They, they You will indeed make their day, their week, maybe even their whole year.
2: Maybe their life.
3: Yep, absolutely. Maybe it their life. The life. Yeah.
2: Do you have any idea how many of these notes are responded to? and kind, you know, oh, I'm so glad I heard from you, you've made my day kind of thing?
3: Well, that's a good question. I, I have to tell you I don't. I have, don't have a way of measuring that. My feeling is that, you know, here's what I tell people when they send out a note, and, you know, sometimes they don't get a response, sometimes they do. I guess the main thing there is that that you can't predict how the recipient is going to react. Uh, you know they might be in a place in their life and their day where they 're very receptive to to that kind of appreciation and and to and value your relationship and it may touch them and they may you know they may respond immediately and tell you how much they appreciated getting that note They may turn around and write notes to a dozen other people. Uh, But, you know, on the other hand, maybe they're having an off day or something. Uh,
2: Maybe they physically are not even able to respond.
3: Well, that could be, too. So you can't predict uh, how someone is going to respond. And and I guess I would argue that that that's not the main concern anyway. Uh, You're letting them know that they're appreciated. You're letting out those positive feelings that you have that, and there's no reason for you to keep them to yourself. (laughs) You know, you unburden yourself, open your heart, let those feelings flow and, and put all those good feelings out into the world. And it's going to come back to you. Uh, I've seen, I have seen that many times over that you will be rewarded for sharing appreciation. It may come in the form of a direct thank you from the person. uh, But what I typically see is that it comes in other forms and, Again, I'm speaking from my own experience. When I received that note from my sister, one of the things it did to me, aside from you know helping to heal some of my past uh, experience, is it, it made me realize that I was not the most appreciative person. I was not a good role model for sharing appreciation. So I went through those steps I just talked about. I did take a look around and kind of take stock. Who should I be thanking? Who should I be appreciating in my life? And I had some catching up to do. I had some notes to write. And what I found is when you start looking at people around you and looking for things to appreciate, it changes everything. Oh, Uh, it does. Yeah, yeah. You're not focused (laughs) on the negatives anymore. You're, You're looking for things to appreciate about people and that will bring out the best in people and that will attract people to you. They're they're going to want to be around you. Absolutely. Uh,
2: The other thing about that is that once you start once you get past number three four or five mm -hmm. then all of a sudden all of these things come into your mind that you appreciate that you hadn't really thought of. You've taken it for granted and the list just keeps growing and growing you know I don't write to mine necessarily but I think, I think about them, and sometimes it's the same thing over and over. Well, I really appreciate that. Yep. No, yep. it's so worthwhile. So how's the note project going, Mike? If I, if I signed up today, where would I be on the list? And I'm going to, by the way.
3: Good, good. Well, thank you. So, so we actually just officially launched the project on April 18th so just a little more than a week ago and right now we have last time i looked we were at almost 500 so you might be the 500th person to, to That's sign a good up.
2: start.
3: I feel like it's a good start. Yeah, we it's a, you know about 50 people a day have been coming and and pledging to send a note. A lot more people have been visiting the website, which is wonderful. And uh, so i'm just hoping that you know eventually they'll go ahead and and click on that button to make a pledge to to send a note, uh, but I think it's the kind of thing that's just going to keep growing and building and i've I've committed to you know my well my goal is to do this until at least until we get a million people to participate and I actually hope we go beyond that. I mean there's no reason it can't be two million notes or five million notes or ten million uh, so we'll, we'll keep it going.
2: yeah that's really exciting. You announced this in a telesummit as I recall.
3: Yeah, yeah. So that How was, did that uh, go? That went really well. So uh, as I said, the the project officially launched on April 18th, and that was the first day of a three-day telesummit. So April 18th, 19th, and 20th, uh, we had uh, essentially an online talk show that people could listen to over the Internet or, or over the telephone. And by the way, if you missed it, Uh, I'm going to post the replays on the Note Project website that will actually be kind of a free bonus for pledging to send a note. So there's uh, several hours of of recordings of really good conversations with uh, some some best-selling authors and experts on the subject of appreciation.
2: Sounds Uh, wonderful. And speaking of uh, conversation, we're going to have to take our conversation to another break. Okay. it's break time this is Irene Conlon for the self-improvement show with my guest Mike O'Mary talking about appreciation we'll be right back with more appreciation in just a moment <laughs>
1: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What's missing in your life? Do you feel like you've lost your identity? Are you trying to cope with a loss in your life? Are you trying so hard to be a people pleaser? Stop. Invest some time in Dr. Marla Sloan's program, Mind Over Matters. This program will help you find the answers to these questions and more. Dr. Marla's passion is to help people to be the best they can be. And this program does just that. Tune in to Mind Over Matters with Dr. Marla every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
0: We all lead busy lives and sometimes we think we can't take care of our health. We battle food addictions, time restrictions, and media conflictions when it comes to our health. Now, you can tune in to the Dare to be Healthy Show with host Alya al Good health comes to those who dare to take the leap into the amazing world of natural healing. Find out what it's like to look and feel great. And finally, live your life to its maximum potential. Let Alia and her guests show you how. Dare to be Healthy is broadcast live Mondays at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
2: Welcome back to the Self Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Michael Mary. We're talking about appreciation and the Note Project, which is Designed to help uh, a million people write notes of appreciation. Just got launched in April and already have over 500 people signing up. I'm going to sign up as soon as this show's over, and I hope that all of you who are listening will do the same thing. Mike, uh, they go to thenote.com, or the just noteproject.com, isn't it?
3: That's right, noteproject.com.
2: And and sign up and, and get going on this. So let's say we all signed up, Mike. How do we get started? What do we do first?
3: Yeah, so that is actually one of the things I hear when I do these workshops. I ask people what keeps you from sharing appreciation? Well actually, the number one answer is i don 't have enough time, so we talk about that and try to dismiss that quickly because part of my message is this really doesn 't take a lot of time, and it 's one of the you 'll get one of the best returns on investment of your time that you 'll find anywhere so so I think the time. You know, that's easy to address. You can find a few moments to write a note. Uh, the other thing I hear though is that people say, you know what, I don't know how to get started. I, I don't know what to say. And I think maybe, you know, some of us are just a little rusty. Uh, but it's, it's really easy to get started. So again, I, I encourage people to keep it simple. Uh, you don't have to say a whole lot. You just need to write a few words. And, and, Actually, I'd like to share an example, if I could. Uh, please, this one, please do. This was one of the catching up thank you letters that I had to write. Uh, and I wrote this to uh, one of my friends from college who has been one of my best friends throughout my whole life. And when I sat back and thought about it, I realized I've never told him he's my best friend. And so I wrote this note to him. Uh, Dear Gurdon, you are one of the most energetic and fun people I know. I have lots of great memories from our long friendship, including our most recent get-together for dinner when you were in town last week. The main thing I think of when I think of you is that I always laugh and have a good time when you're around. Thank you for your friendship. Now, I share that because I just want to put that out there as an example of how simple it can be. Uh, you know, that's not a long note. Uh, and. No. Uh So it really is not a hard thing to do, and as you said, uh Dr. Conlon, the more you do it, the easier it gets. I have a friend, uh fellow by the name of Chester Alton, who was on the Telesummit last week, who is an expert on appreciation in the workplace. And Chester has a nice little saying, uh, which is that activity turns into belief. So you don't have to start by believing that appreciation is a good thing. All you have to do is start with the activity. And if you do the activity, it will turn into belief. You'll see what a difference it makes in your life and the lives of people around you.
2: And it turns into almost immediate joy.
3: It does, <coughs> absolutely.
2: It's a, if, if you want joy in your life, that's a good starting place. I understand that you also have lesson plans for teachers. That's a pretty exciting concept, teaching kids appreciation in school. Tell us about that.
3: Well, I I think it is, and I'll tell you why I did this. Uh, My own experience when I was in school, we we probably all had this experience, you know, where the teacher says, okay, everybody get out a piece of paper. We're going to write a thank you note to Fireman Bob for coming to our class yesterday. And that's fine, except my memory was it was almost like a chore. And so what I wanted to do was try to make it more fun. And, And to me, writing a note of appreciation, it is a, an act of creation it 's a creative thing it's it's creative writing it's like painting it 's like sculpting uh, it's like making music and so I tried to make this a fun lesson that a teacher can do with his or her class in in thirty to sixty minutes i had uh, uh my fiance a Montessori school teacher help me with it and uh put it on the website. People, teachers can download it for free. And I will tell you, one of the first people who downloaded it was a teacher from Baghdad University College of Education for Women. And she wrote to me to say that she she loved it. She used it in her class. And she, what she liked about it is that it reminded her that teaching is about more than just pouring information into students' heads. It's about experiences that touch people real life. And that's exactly what I was hoping for. So I hope more Bag teachers dead. use that lesson plan. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that's that amazing? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I love about doing this. And, you know, th- it's just part of today's world is that we can do something like this over the Internet and reach people around the world.
2: So is it catching on in the United States, I hope?
3: It is. I. I I hear a lot of people in the United States uh, are, are doing this, uh, but it's amazing to me. I have heard from people in in the U.K. and Australia and Baghdad and Kuwait and Malaysia. Uh, people from all over are, are doing it, and I just hope that continues and spreads.
2: Oh, I hope it continues and spreads, too. So is there a next step to the No well, Project? Are yeah, you- the,
3: the, the next step is that... Uh, Well, I'm just going to kind of keep on keeping on as far as spreading the word. Uh, So where where
2: are you going? You say you're doing some uh, workshops around the country. Are you coming to the West? uh,
3: I I will later this year. I haven't set the schedule. Uh, For right now, I'm kind of sticking close to home because I am trying to do this on a shoestring budget. Uh, So uh, I'll, I'll put a schedule of workshops on the website around the Midwest. Uh, and then in the fall, and definitely in late this year, late 2011, I know I'm going to be out on the West Coast, and I will definitely plan to do some workshops while I'm there and, and put those dates on the website.
2: Wonderful. Then we need to watch your website. Give us the addresses again just so we're sure we have it.
3: It's, just, it's real simple. It's just noteproject.com, and uh, just go there and you'll find all kinds of great information.
2: Fantastic, Mike. What do you have to leave our our listeners with? What's your last word of advice? I'm not saying it's your last word of advice, but what what thought would you like to leave them with?
3: Well, I, I think the main thing I would say is that uh, you know, when it comes to appreciation, don't let another moment pass. You know, I think too often we. Do let those moments pass, and then later we regret it, or we feel like, oh, I, I should have said thank you to that person, and I missed the opportunity. Well, you can, in fact, go back. You you can you know still write a note of appreciation after the fact. But but you know you never know what the future is going to bring. So my main message is, don't let another moment pass. The next time you have a chance to tell somebody you appreciate them, seize that moment and make the most of it.
2: Seize the moment. Even and in some cases, it may have to be by email, and I'm sure you'll be forgiven for that. That's but fine. Yep. if you can, you know, if you can get something in your own writing to somebody, that would be wonderful. Mike, we thank you so much, not just for being our guest today, but for all the work you're doing to to create this wonderful milieu of appreciation around the planet. It's so needed right now, and uh, I commend you for doing it. And, and truly, I am going to sign up to do this. Um, I, maybe later in the year you can come back and give us an update of That'd how the great. project's going.
3: That'd be great. Thank you, Dr. Conlin. I'd glad to come back any time.
2: Wonderful. Next week's guest is Dr. Gabriel Hoffman. He's a certified nutrition consultant and holistic counselor. We're going to be talking about superfood and how to eat so you have a lot of energy uh, and feeling of well-being. So tune in next week. And, Mike, thank you again for being with us. It's been lovely having you on the show. Thank you. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show saying goodbye for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned to more shows with Voice America World Talk Radio. And I'll talk to you again next week.
0: Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.